Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It is the Fan Upstate, the 5 o'clock hour coming your way. We appreciate you being with us if you're just tuning in. You have missed a heck of a show, but as Diesel pointed out earlier, you can go back anytime with the Rewind feature on the Odyssey app, which is a uh, very handy tool to do so. Uh, you know, before we get to the top five at five, Diesel, I just have to commend you. You know, you have, uh, you've, really, you've really made me blush today. I mean, my, my, uh, <laughs> my, my love for you just, just I mean, it's just it, it's skyrocketed. Diesel walks in. After that break, and he leaves. I don't know if he's coming back. You know, I hope he is because I don't know how to run the board. And he comes back, and uh, after all show long, with it being National Peanut Butter Day, we've been talking about the, the the top, you know, top peanut butter snacks out there. And if Diesel don't walk back in this studio with a Reese's peanut butter cup and hand me a pack of two. I am not above buying people's affections with confections. I mean, I tell you. <laughs> Diesel, that was uh, that was much appreciated. You're lucky. Hit the spot. You're lucky that I had a couple of dollar bills. You're lucky that I found fifty cents worth of coins. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous that a peanut Reese's peanut butter two pack is a dollar twenty five in our vending machine downstairs, and it's also ridiculous the fact that our vending machine will not accept more than one All right, I'm one dollar bill. Noting that for man, it's absurd. I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to email uh, ven- uh, the uh, vending machine company and yeah. or. HR about that because it's crazy. It's yeah. it's highway robbery to charge $1.25 for a Reese's Cup, but it is what it is. Um, we got a couple of text messages here coming in. Uh says, you can bet on player props in South Carolina. Texter, we want to know how because until, until today, last time we checked, sports betting in South Carolina is illegal. How are you achieving this? Uh, and we wouldn't give your name out over the air, but if you are telling the truth – I would challenge you to put your name on the text. Yeah, I mean, you can use the app. Yeah, you um, can use the app. doesn't mean you can actually place a wager. Yeah. Uh, a little text. Another texter here says, uh, we can use Bet MGM now here in South Carolina. Been doing it for a while now. No hidden VPN or anything. Well, let's, let's see. Let's Again, see I question, the truth. can you, uh, are you doing it? Are you doing it legally, texters? That's what we want to know. Are you doing it legally? And if so, uh, well, guess how? what? We're gonna live on the air. Oh. We're gonna find out. Oh, We're if not, you, you this said may it. be uh, sleds coming to their house. This houses. may be breaking uh, FCC regulatory uh, compliance here. But you know what? Another texture here says Prize Picks legally. Hmm. Now Prize Picks is prop bets, I believe. Okay. I think 
I think you so can maybe do certain prop types bets. of sports betting yeah, I think are you legal can do in prop South bets. Carolina. I think prize picks, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, is a uh, prop bet. So like when I go to the Bet MGM Sportsbook app, right? I download the app. It says where are you playing from, and South Carolina is not on the list. So because of that, guess what? I'm going to hold down on the app. I'm going to hit remove app, delete app, delete. It's gone. Doesn't interest me. Didn't give South Carolina, so I'm not going to dig any further, you know? So, yeah, according to that, you but cannot may use be, that app. Prop Mets may, uh, may be legal, you know, okay. but I, I'm not sure. I'm not, you know. Uh, <laughs> let's move on, Diesel. <laughs> Texter here says, Diesel, I'd pay $1.25 all day long for two Reese's Cups. They're almost two fifty at the convenience store. I don't go into convenience stores, so I wouldn't know. Diesel's too, too good for that. No, I pay at the pump, and I GTFO. Please, uh, please explain that uh, that acronym, sir. All right, uh, get the fudge it, it, out. <laughs> it is now time. We are going to have the FCC all over us. It's it nothing is illegal about now fudge. Time peanut butter fudge for the top five at five. The five biggest sports stories of the day. Hit it, Diesel. And now the top five at five. And five, four, all right. three, two, one. This is where you say hit it. Hit it, Diesel. Five. The Panthers are interviewing Dave Canales for the second time. Uh, we talked about this earlier. There's a lot of familiarity, if you will, between him and Dan Morgan. They had time together in Seattle. It'll be very interesting to see if the Panthers view Dave Canales as their guy. Okay, he's in Tampa Bay as the offensive coordinator. Every time he's had a quarterback... The quarterback has had a 4,000-plus yards season. So, do I think it's a sexy hire? No. Do I think it's a solid hire? Maybe. But again, my point is, as long as David Tepper is there, does it really matter? They are also interviewing Mike Vrabel, as the state newspaper reported just a few minutes ago. Very interesting. But again, does it really matter? My answer, no. All right. Hit it, Diesel. Uh, As you just heard from a very good interview, North Carolina online sports betting has been legalized. If uh, you have DraftKings or you have an online uh, book that is an official licensed operation, you can now bet in North Carolina. Uh, the, the the governor uh, of North Carolina, Joe, am I uh, am I in left field? Right, it's one? Roy Cooper, isn't it? Roy Cooper, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know where I got Joe from. He, he's the president, former mayor of Charlotte. Yeah, Roy Cooper. Um, he he did say that he wanted sports gambling to be active before what event? March Madness. And guess what? It will be active before March Madness. So. If you're DraftKings or whatever you, you, you gamble, whatever you want to gamble through, you can drive to North Carolina. You can get on 85 or a quicker route, get on 26, go up to North Carolina, pull off at a little uh, gas station, have yourself a nice bite to eat, and gamble away responsibly. Well, yeah, I mean, well, Robert said it. You don't even have to go across the state line to a gas station. He said you can park your car, walk across the yep. state line, do your betting, and walk back the line. Hey, Dad, what's that guy doing pulled over at the state line? Well, you would assume they're taking pictures, right? That used to be the thing you do was take yeah. pictures of the uh, sign. The sign, but uh, now they're gambling. 
<laughs> Hit it, Diesel. Three. Joe Barry. He is out as the defensive coordinator in Green Bay. Uh, they had a great season. They had a, they, they turned it around at Thanksgiving. The Packers did. They made a push. They destroyed my Dallas Cowboys. I, I say that with a lot of envy in my heart, but they destroyed my Dallas Cowboys. Joe Barry was not the answer. Matt LaFleur decided that it was time to part ways with Joe Barry. So the reason I bring this up is if the Packers can go out and get a defensive coordinator, this team will be as close to complete as they've been in a while with emerging superstar quarterback in Jordan Love. Diesel, hit it. Two. Number two, Doc Rivers. Guess what? Doc Rivers is good at a lot of things, folks. He's good at getting jobs. He's good at politicking. He's good at blowing 3-1 leads in the playoffs. He's good at um, his interviews. He does a great job. He's good at PR, public relations. He can stand up and speak in front of an audience. He's very good. He is a people person. He's good in front of a crowd. He can lead a group of guys. He can lead a group of men well. The only thing he can't do is win when it matters. Doc Rivers has come up short just about everywhere he's been, even though he has had a plethora of talent as the Bucks yesterday fire their head coach the next day, who just happened to be the mentor. Who is that? Oh, that's Doc Rivers. Well, that's a little bit awkward, Milwaukee. You hired the mentor of the coach that you fired. So Doc Rivers in as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. How many times are they going to give him a shot? How many how many teams has Doc Rivers coached? Four, this I mean, he, he's been. He, I just think Boston. I think Clipper. He, yeah, I mean, he's um, he's been everywhere. Philadelphia. He's been everywhere, Philadelphia man. wouldn't want them gone more than anybody. Yeah, and uh, he's doing he's doing something right. He's getting jobs. I don't know how. He's a great interviewer. Bad. He coach. is. He is. But maybe with uh, Lillard and, and Giannis, he can finally close the deal. We shall see. Hit it, Diesel. One. The biggest sports story. The South Carolina Gamecocks last night defeat. Not only did they defeat Kentucky, they dominated Kentucky. 79-62. to The Gamecocks improved to what? That's right, 16-3 and on the season. What a remarkable start uh, for the Gamecocks after hiring a, a head coach not long ago. And as uh, Diesel pointed out, there were a lot of Gamecock fans right here on this station that were not adamant about the hiring of Lamont Paris, but you fast forward just a couple of years later and the Gamecocks sitting at 16-3 and and uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks with a tremendous win last night over Kentucky. What a win for the Gamecocks. That, ladies and gentlemen, has been your top five at five. So to try to answer some of these questions, because we are getting a lot of conflicting information between things that the texters are telling us versus what legal, legitimate sites are telling us with regards to uh, sports betting, prop betting, whatever, in the state of South Carolina. I'm not sure how you guys are saying that you're doing it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But according to everything, Mm -hmm. sports betting in most forms is not legal in South Carolina. That's correct. Daily fantasy sports are one of the only legal forms of betting allowed in the state because it is yet to be addressed by lawmakers. So the question is, are you playing daily fantasy sports? And that that would be the prop betting. Um, it is 
yet to be legally prohibited in South Carolina. However, card-playing, horse racing, land-based casinos are all illegal. Another question is, who are you gambling with? Yeah. Because while there are no land-based, legally licensed sports books in the state of South Carolina, there are offshore sports books that accept players. So are you potentially gambling through an offshore site? Uh, the question also is, can you use things like DraftKings sports books in South Carolina? No. No, you cannot. It says here, quote, any attempt to bet through the app while in South Carolina will not go through. There are no physical sports books in the state. If you want to bet through DraftKings, Tennessee and Virginia are the two closest states where you can do so uh, soon to add North Carolina to the mix. That's right. So, again, texters, we beg the questions. Are you talking about daily fantasy sports? Yes, that is uh, legal in the state of South Carolina because it has not been been deemed illegal yet by the state of South Carolina. Here's a little background. Uh, South Carolina's anti-gambling stance dates all the way back, Diesel, to the 1700s. That's a pretty pretty long ways, right? So even with uh, the repeal of PASPA, P-A-S-P-A, it's going to take some time for things to change. I'm reading an article to you, and I'll, I'll give you um, – this is from WSN.com. To give a further example of how stringent South Carolina's anti-gambling laws are, it only just legalized charity rifles uh, – raffles, not rifles, raffles – for organizations like nonprofits and churches in 2014. So that's about 10 years ago. And even those have a $100 maximum on tickets. Um, Pro-gambling legislation in South Carolina is rare, but we did find one example that failed to make it out of the committee, a bill from the South Carolina House of Representatives requesting to legalize Perry Mutual Wagering, sports betting, casino gambling, and poker. Made it on the docket, but it didn't bear fruit, as is always the case. Unfortunately, since sports betting, uh, since betting on sports is not regulated in the state, there are no legal online sports books. Again, offshore accounts, casinos, anything like that. Uh, like we like we talked about in the interview earlier with Robert, those ha- those are out there. You know that that's no breaking news. But in terms of uh, it being legal, it ain't happening, and I don't think it's happening anytime soon. As Diesel said earlier, with our. Uh, Governor. Uh, Diesel, we have a caller. Is that right? We do. We have have J.D. in Simpsonville wants to get in on the South Carolina upset of Kentucky. J.D., what's on your mind? Hey, uh, Diesel and uh, Cole, thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Always appreciate you. Look, I I just wanted to slide in here real quick. You know, I'm about 5'7", 120 pounds soaking wet, so I figured it'd be real, you know, easy for me to squeak in here real quick. Uh, The South Carolina Gamecocks, congratulations to them on their victory last night. Um, Lamont Paris, we talked about culture-building coaches. Granted, it's early on in his career still. We'll see how the rest of this plays out. But um, I do believe that Shane Beamer, old crying Shane, needs to sign up to the Lamont uh, Coaching School at ASAP. There's going to be a couple of prerequisites, though, for Beamer to be able to get into the school. First of all, he's going to have to write on a chalkboard 1,000 times. Do not kick coolers. Also, I need you to write 1,000 more times, Shane. I will not cry and give the media something to talk about in a press conference. (laughs) And thirdly, one more thousand times, Shane Beamer, I need you to write, I will not attack a JV 
radio station from the upstate with no calls. And then maybe you can start learning from Lamont Paris on how to build a culture and how to win on a consistent basis. Hey, J.D. Yes. Do me a favor, if you will. Tell us how you really feel, okay? I, I always will, Cole. And, I, you know, I texted in a little bit ago. I got one thing for you, man. You're the Cowboys host that comes on. You know, we got oh, a good friendship. I love you. You're great. But, uh, hey, I just got to give credit to your Cowboys, man. They fixed Trips go-kart. They, I, I put a Dallas Cowboys sticker on the choke button, man. That thing's been working right every since. Mm. Hey, mm. take my call. Y'all have a good one. That's got to sting. Yeah, that's real. That's got to sting. It, it, that's funny. I, no, it is funny. It's funny. I'm glad people can laugh at my expense. You know, it, it, it is what it is. It, 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 funny joke, J.D. Appreciate the call. Yeah, it hurt a little bit. I was in a great mood. Diesel brought me a Reese cup. It's National Peanut Butter Day, and uh, JD just bringing me back down, just humbling me, humbling me again. Now, JD, if you want to turn this around, because it, it could, <laughs> it could, uh, you know, run the rest of the show into a ditch. You could bring more Reese cups to the studio. No, Twenty-five Garlington Road. I, I'd rather not have the Reese cups now that I've already had them. I, I think I, uh, I think one's enough. I'd rather go with my uh, my pretzels filled with peanut butter. Ooh. And then we'll be good. Costco run. That's right. That's right. All right, Diesel, real quick. Uh, we're going to take a break. Tell us about the next guest coming up. Yeah. Talking a little college hoops. Yeah, next guest is David Schultz of the Locked On Sunbelt podcast and show on YouTube. Uh, the dude is fantastic. He's been a long, long time radio host. Now he covers uh, Sunbelt sports in its entirety, football, basketball, baseball. He is the preeminent source. I'm calling it. I'm I'm labeling him and I'm gonna I'm gonna let him know that he needs to put this on his Twitter bio. The preeminent source of Sunbelt Sports Talk right here in this in the southeast. Because I'm telling you, man, the Sunbelt is on its way up in football and it's got a couple of good teams that could very well make March Madness this year if he believes that it could happen. That's what we really want to find out next. And there's a little local flavor as well. Uh, Spartanburg County player. We'll talk about that next playing for App State in the Sun Belt. Uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good player. And we'll get to that, as Diesel said, right here on the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with you right here on the Fan Up State. Cole Bryson with Diesel. We're finishing you uh, let me let me uh, rephrase that. I don't want to. I don't want to say that in a way somebody can send my words. We're, <laughs> we're taking you to the. Off. We're taking you to the finish line today. Ending a little early, 
uh, because, like I said, we do have Furman basketball coming up in one hour from now, 6.30. Furman has a tough one tonight, Diesel. It's going to be very interesting to see if they can uh, battle through adversity with the injuries and everything they have going on. Dan Scott and those guys will have it at 6.30. And uh, speaking of college hoops, we will continue that conversation now with David Schultz. He is the host of the Locked On Sunbelt Locked on Sunbelt podcast. Diesel talks very highly of you, David. And uh, for Diesel to do so, you must be doing something right. Well, I'll try to take that as a compliment. I appreciate it, guys. Cool. Thanks very much for having me on. Absolutely, man. Listen, I'll start with this. I am intrigued um, with, you know, obviously the Sunbelt's very competitive in basketball, but uh, just your thoughts, David, on a little local flavor right here in the upstate. We have a Dorman High School. Uh, over in Spartanburg County, and they have a player in Miles State who played collegiately and uh, had a year of eligibility left, transferred to App State, starting at App State. App State's a team right now that, uh, you know, that's a tough conference. I don't know if they can uh, continue to, to go toe-to-toe with James Madison. You know, we can talk about that later on in the interview. But what you've seen from a, a local guy in Miles State, David, what impresses you about him? Well, I mean, so far, App State is having a phenomenal season. They were the first ones to knock off JMU. Uh, JMU, uh, or maybe the second one to knock off JMU. Um, And they're hosting JMU coming up on on Saturday. We have not such a great slate of Sunbelt games today and tomorrow. And then you have a rematch with Troy in South Alabama on Saturday. That's a good rivalry. And then you have a nationally televised game with App State has a chance to sweep James Madison, I, I, I know you guys wanted to talk about, you know, getting more than one bid, and there will be no way to get more than one bid if App State beats JMU. I don't know what App State NET is, but, you know, JMU was ranked, and even when they were ranked, guys, they were still like eighth and tenth, uh, you know, in these uh, bracketologies. And, you know, that makes you like in the 30s. You can, if you're in the 30s, with an undefeated record, you're not, uh, and you lose a couple, you're not going to get in as an at-large firm. So if if the Sun Belt wants to get two teams in to the to the tournament, JMU is going to probably have to go undefeated the rest of the way, or at least not more than four or five losses. And at the same time, uh, App State is right there with them. They've already taken down uh, JMU. Uh, hopefully, there'll be a big crowd in Boone uh, on Saturday and. Uh, and we'll have some fun watching it on national TV. Always good when the Sunbelt gets a little national TV exposure. Yeah, Dave, as I, as I look at these net rankings, um, I don't have them directly in front of me. Last time I checked, James Madison was somewhere in the upper 60s. App State was somewhere in the low 70s. Uh, yeah. e- even with James Madison's win over Michigan State and App State's win over Auburn, who is just who is just demolishing teams right now. Yeah. They were not a ranked team at the time when they played, so they didn't get right. that little extra – you know, a little extra juice from beating a ranked team at home, but now they're a top 10 team. Um, why do those kind of wins not seem to carry enough weight when every conference out there who is a one-bid league is constantly trying to become a two-bid league? How do you actually become a two-bid league? It seems like it's it's almost a crucible that's that's too hard to bear. Yeah, we got to find out more about the Mac. And the problem is some of these teams play some really weak competition. So, oddly enough, South Alabama always plays cross, uh, cross town, I wouldn't even say rival, uh, Mobile. I think Mobile is like Division Two. 
The problem is for Mobile, it's an exhibition game, but for South Alabama, it's a real game. That's a Division II game. They lost to Division II or NAIA. I think it's Division II Mobile. Well, how do you overcome that, right? You'd have to beat the number one team in the nation to overcome that to help out your NEC. And it is a real, it's a tough thing. The Cajuns, uh, for years now, have had a difficult time scheduling any kind of competition. All right, LSU will play a bunch of teams uh, in the Sun Belt. They won't play the Raging Cajuns. So that'll never help uh, UL. Uh, and so they keep on playing, you know, the Loyolas out of New Orleans. And these teams have not great uh, NETs. And it's really tough to, to schedule that. You know, JMU scheduled some some good competition. The problem is it's like one or two good games, right? And I think they have another really good game. Does JMU get Toledo? I think JMU or App State gets Toledo. Something like that uh, for this next uh, round of, of the uh, Sunbelt MAC go-around. So that's going to help. The problem is they only get – usually teams only get two or three really good competitive teams, whereas there usually is six or seven of the lesser competition. That's the problem. So – you need a team to go on like Memphis did, you know, back in the day with, with Calipari, right? Uh, you got you kind of have to run a table to get in there uh, if you don't win uh, the conference tournament, and that's, and that's really hard to do. So I, I don't know how you do it because no, no one wants to come play a two-for-one, right? You got, no one wants to do that anymore. I don't know why, but no one does. And, you know, good for the teams that do do it. I know – Michigan State's a great example of it, uh, and St. John's would be another good example of it, right? Patino's uh, and uh, Michigan State's teams, uh, Izzo's teams are always, they're different in January and February because they usually do schedule a couple of teams early, and the coaches need to figure out what their teams are. And it's, it's, not the one, it's not the same team every year, and especially now in the day of, of the transfer portal. So it takes a little bit of time for the coach to figure out what the players are. And then hopefully by now, I mean, we only have what six weeks left before conference tournaments play. So now people are figuring what they are out and you know, it's going to be really hard for the Sunbelt to ever get two teams in the tournament without some team, you know, having less than five losses in the regular season. Yeah. And Dave JMU, who uh, is currently sitting at 63 in the net, they'll get Akron, who's number 85 in the net. I mean, right. it helps that, it, you know, they're, they're pairing the, the top team based on net they're from each prime. conference. Yeah. But but also James Madison has played Toledo already this year. So that that's another reason for them not to face off against uh, against the Toledo team. Um Dave, as you look into, uh, I want to break away from basketball here for for just a second. Um, Sunbelt football has, I, I keep trying to preach to the choir here in the upstate that there is really, really good football being played in the Sunbelt. Now, I know Coastal Carolina kind of struggled down the stretch. Uh, they started off hot. They sort of struggled down the stretch, and, and obviously with Chadwell gone and the quarterback leaving, uh, do you see Coastal Carolina being built as a program that can sustain losing coach after coach after coach, which is always going to be a situation as a G5 team. You get a good coach, somebody's going to offer him more money. Then you get another good coach, somebody's going to offer him more money. So keeping it local here to the state of South Carolina, uh, how how confident are you in the way Coastal Carolina is built as a program to have long-term success? So I don't have a problem with that. That's the G5 way. The idea would be 
is to, if you build the program the right way, and kind of like South Alabama did, right? We didn't think Kane Womack. The big question with South Alabama and Kane Womack was, would Major Applewhite, the coach, go with Kane Womack? Well, nobody thought at the time that he was going to take a defensive coordinator position again, but his friend Kalen DeBoer got the head coaching job at Alabama. He increased his pay by 300%, so he had to go. So Major Applewhite stays behind. And that would be the idea for some of these coaches to – you know, get a chance to be a head coach for the first time. I happen to think Coastal Carolina, I think that was a little backwards, uh, guys. Coastal Carolina kind of got off to a little bit of a rough start because Tim Beck tried to put his pro-style offense with Grayson McCall, and Grayson was much better at running whatever that triple option RPO thing was, really good at it. Then he got hurt, and then he's playing. he, he got down to his fourth-string quarterback, and he's going to, he won eight games this year. They went to a bowl game. They went to Hawaii. They're winning a bowl game with a third-string quarterback. I think Tim Beck and Coastal Carolina are in a fine position. Here's the other thing about Tim Beck. He's been coaching a long time. He's going to have to get the right spot. I'm not sure Tim Beck is going to actually move just to move to a bigger job. He is not young, right? He, I think he's 58. He is not a young coach. So either that's going to happen soon or he may be at Coastal Carolina. There are worse places in the world to coach than Coastal Carolina. So maybe he's there for a decade. Maybe that is his last job, right? He's not an up-and-coming Cade Womack. He's not an up-and-coming Jamie Chadwell. He's been around a bit. And if he can build something at Coastal Carolina where they are drawing fans and they are winning and they are going to bowl games, and maybe, I mean, it's not outrageous, right? We got 12 teams. Someone's going to, someone is going to be a G5 team in that uh, playoff that's not unheard of a few years ago that would have been coastal carolina if there were 12 teams so i think coastal carolina is fine i I'd like to i love the job that tim beck did he absolutely made the adjustments and then he had to make the adjustments with the you know numerous quarterbacks i'm if i'm coastal carolina i am really thrilled with where we are as of right now david schultz joining us right here on offsides he is the host of the locked on sun belt podcast david uh quick question for you before we let you go when you obviously somebody like you has covered the Sun Belt for a while, but when you look at the the current makeup of the Sun Belt, we talked about James Madison, we talked about App State. Is it one of those two teams that could be a uh, dark horse? You know, come late or come mid March. I mean, is there a team in your opinion, or uh, are we in one of those scenarios where you don't think there's a team in in the Sun Belt that could really uh, be a Cinderella story, if you will, when it comes to the Big Dance? Well, when it comes to, you know, conference tournament play, you know, team could get hot. South Alabama got hot last year, got all the way to the finals. Uh, a little bit too much that the Raging Cajuns had. I would still look for right now, I think JMU and App State are the two best teams uh, in the conference. Southern Miss in the West is missing a couple of players, and they're pretty good. Oddly enough, the Cajuns, who started out one and three, they have five straight home games. They will be favored in every single home game. That, that, and then they get Bowling Green at home, which we'll see if they're favored. Bowling Green, they got – Cajuns got the bad draw on that one. But that's still a home game. So the Cajuns, who started out 1-3, and three, could legitimately be 9-3 and three before they hit the road again. That's outrageous. And they really wouldn't have beaten anybody all that good. Some teams south. Alabama's coming in. They're not bad. And Georgia State's coming in. They're not bad. But they're also getting Texas State and ULM. So we'll see where the Cajuns are in about a month. They could be towards the top. But as of right now, I would think that JMU and App State are, uh, are the top dogs in the conference. 
So, Dave, on, on this show, Mark and I are very much traditionalists. We don't love to see things change just for the sake of changing, and I think there's there's an yeah, awful what, lot what, of that. Mark Ryan, how old is Mark Ryan? He's like, he's like an 80-year-old, 35-year-old talk show host. What is that? <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I don't like tinkering with the sport just for the sake of tinkering. It's like it's a reason why I'm not as big a fan of NASCAR as I used to be as a kid, because I don't have a damn clue what the rules are. They change them every single year. So next yeah. year, the Sun Belt will be the only Division One uh, football conference with geographic divisions. I don't know where you lie on this, but is sticking with divisions the right choice? Or should the league follow the leaders and do what everyone else is doing and blow things up just for the sake of it? No, I, I, I kind of like sticking with the, the divisions. I'm, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist as well uh, in terms of I would, and it's after they made the change, I would have much rather stay with the four divisions and not necessarily go to wild cards for baseball. So I'm a little of a traditionalist with that, but I've, I've given way. No, I like the rivalry. So you have something to play for you know, in your own division in case you lose, you know, one of your crossover games. And sometimes those crossover games aren't even, right? And depending on the year, who knows? Someone team may play the bad teams in the in the East, and someone may play the good teams in the East, and someone's got, you know, unbalanced wins or losses. But you still have to go out and win it in your division. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. I like I like the two divisions. It gives the Sun Belt a little different uh, taste than everybody else has, I think that's a, I think that's fine. I think that's great. And one last question here from you, uh, for you, from me. You know, and Ryan doesn't like the portal, right? Ryan, <laughs> no, if it he was hates up to Mark it. Ryan, freshman wouldn't play football, would they? They'd sit <laughs> if it was up to Ryan. What what can you tell me, Dave, since you're local, your boots on the ground with this thing. I got to know. And here's here's another thing that that upsets Mark Ryan. So if you like upsetting Mark Ryan, you're going to love this. I I, I don't know how legitimate this is. And I need you to shed some light on this. The uh, proposed this is coming from Funbelt Sports, an account I'm sure you follow. This Raging Cajun's new mascot logo with an albino alligator (laughs) named albino with an E-A-U-X is is there any legitimacy to this? What is this? Because it seems so strange. It is getting some groundswell. I've had the gentleman. He's a, he's actually a, I think a TV producer up in New York City. He went to school down here, and he's trying to get something going. The only problem is like was Tigers and Bulldogs not available, and so you're not going to change the nickname of the school, Raging Cajun. But there already seems to be. A gator as a mascot. I don't know. That seems to be a pretty prominent, uh, specific to one school. With the swamp as a, a field homerism there to Mark Ryan. So you got to come up with something <laughs> a little different. And you got if you have to explain, well, it's not a gator. It's an albino gator. Well, now you're explaining. It needs to be more obvious, right? I, I know I just thought of this the other day, you know, like the Hoyas. No one knows what the Hoya is, right? A Hoya, actually, I think Hoya's the rock, but they got a bulldog as their mascot. Can we come up with something original, something original, uh, rather than something that already someone has been done? So, and sure, and, and Ryan just doesn't want us to be a gator because <laughs> he's a Florida guy. We all know that. He's just being a homer. No doubt. You're, hey, you're welcome back with those comments. You're welcome back anytime, Dave. <laughs> we appreciate you, man. Great stuff as always, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. I appreciate it. Hey, guys, real quick, I know Ryan also doesn't like the transfer portal, and he really is really thrilled that Clemson doesn't do anything about it. If you guys want to see a nutty transfer portal, go to Schultz Cast and see what happened. To, what has happened to Texas State 
over the last two weeks. They haven't lost one quarterback. They've lost two quarterbacks. It's insane. That's and that's brutal Ride for a, for a program that yeah. has not had a lot of success over the years and has finally found it. And I think it's a it would be a fantastic thing for the Sun Belt Conference to have the team in Texas doing well. So man, that's just brutal to watch. Thanks, David. Appreciate brutal. you, man. I appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Give Ryan my best. We will. We'll do it. We uh, we're taking them right now, David. We appreciate it very much. <laughs> and uh, I saw so I asked Mark the other day. I said, I said, uh, you know, I've got this guy that I think would be good to bring on on occasion throughout the season. His name is Dave Schultz. He goes, oh, I know Dave. I know Dave. I know Dave real well. I didn't realize that Dave Schultz was going to undress Mark Ryan he did. for the entire segment. And I think the audience probably loves him for it. And they're going to say, bring that guy back as much as you can. He sure did. He sure did. And speaking of undressing, we will undress next to Clemson football schedule that has been released Diesel, the ACC officially released the times or the the dates, if you will. Uh, So Clemson's football schedule is set in stone. We'll give our early thoughts on it next right here on the Fan Up State. We're back with you right here on the Fan Up State. Cole Bryson and Diesel with you this afternoon as the uh, beautiful, cloudy, foggy day has turned dark on us outside our studio window. Hope you're having a safe drive home. We appreciate you tuning in with us. And uh, you know what? It's National Peanut Butter Day. Diesel and I have been talking all show long about the absolute best peanut butter snacks out there. I've had some good ones. Diesel was kind enough to bring a You know what the best peanut butter snack is? A free peanut butter snack. And that's what I had because of uh, your kindness. Your kindness. It uh, It was free and it was delicious. I still think that the... Pretzel, fiddled with peanut butter, stays at the top of my ranking. All right, Diesel. At 5 o'clock, just about 45, 50 minutes ago, the ACC officially released their schedules. How about that? So now we have a uh, set schedule, if you will, and Clemson has their ducks in a row, and uh, we know – who they're playing now. The Oregon Ducks? No, I'm sorry. I, I, I worded that wrong. We know who they're playing now. They have their schedule set. So let's get to it. Let's give our early thoughts on it. Uh, the 2024 Clemson schedule from top to bottom. The dates have been announced with ACC play as well. All right. They open up. We already knew this one. On the uh, 31st of August, they open up in Atlanta versus the Georgia Bulldogs. And then... Uh, on the 7th of September, they'll host your alma mater, Diesel. Yeah. App State. Yeah. So if you want to go check out App State, you can do it right here in the upstate I, that I'm, day. I'm going to throw a little shade out here. I'm not – certainly would not predict a win Yeah. for my my beloved App State Mountaineers. Close game. But I am going to say I think it will be a close game. I think Joey Aguilar, uh, a guy who came in from a JUCO guy, he was at somewhere called like El Diablo State last oh, yeah, year, yeah, which yeah. might be the coolest <laughs> – sounding college, junior college name I've ever heard yeah, of. Everybody's heard of that. Came in and set the single-season touchdown record at a team that he had never, probably never heard of before he uh, before he got his first recruiting phone call. With Cade Klubnick at the helm, unless we see a massive improvement from Cade Klubnick, I think I think App State might be able to make well, it a game. Well, here's the problem. Clemson's defense is going to be elite here's all over Here's the again. problem, Diesel, with that. My objection is... If they played maybe like on the 21st, later in the month, I'm, I might would side with you. My problem is this. I think Clemson loses in the very opener against Georgia. 
Mm. I think they will have a bounce back the next week think against they'll be angry. State. Yeah, I don't see them losing two in a row. You talking about a catastrophic, you know, drop off? <laughs> that would be rough. I think they lose in Atlanta, and I think they bounce back against App State on the 14th of September. They have a open date on the 21st. They host NC State the next week, the 28th. The Tigers host Stanford. Ooh, that's Cross an interesting one. Country trip, coast to coast, if you will. Um, this time it's Stanford making the trip to the Atlantic. Coast. A lot of IQs in that game. No doubt about it. The uh, next week, 10-5, October the 5th, Clemson travels to Tallahassee to take on Florida State. October the 12th, they're at Wake Forest. Uh, two straight road games for the Tigers. And then October 19th, they'll come back home and host the uh, Virginia Cavaliers. That'll be a homecoming game uh, for Tony Elliott. Assuming, I, I, assuming he's still there. <laughs> yeah, I, I do believe that they, they need to reschedule this Clemson-Florida State game, push it later on in the season yeah. so that you can get that high data point for either team. Whoever wins that game, you need that data point towards the end, especially because you'd be facing off against each other, the two likely best teams in the conference, yeah. towards the end of the season, ahead of the week where Florida State would play Florida and Clemson would play South Carolina. Right. I think that needs to happen. That needs to be a priority for the ACC to push that game farther back into the season. They have a uh, another open date after they host Virginia, so they're off on the 26th of October. On November the 2nd, they host Louisville. That'll be a tough home game. Then the uh, 9th of November, they'll travel to Virginia Tech, up to Blacksburg to take on the Hokies. Uh, 11-16, they're at Pitt. So another uh, back-to-back road game there. And then on the 23rd of November, they will host the Citadel. And then on the 30th of November, they will host South Carolina. So once again, Clemson's schedule, Georgia, App State at home, a bye, hosting NC State. Three straight home games make it four straight home games in Clemson. Uh, to start the year that I don't know if I've ever heard of that before I hate when scheduling offices do that like you know, they look rough. at that and they don't say we need to fix this yeah then they go to Florida State at Wake Forest they host Virginia by date again host Louisville at Virginia Tech at Pitt they host the Citadel and they host South Carolina so how many home games is that diesel you host Georgia that's one App State's two NC State is three Stanford is four Virginia is five Louisville is six, Citadel is seven, Clemson is uh, South Carolina is eight. Eight home games now are the hosting Georgia. Is that at Clemson I'm or sorry. is that so it'd be a seven? Site. You're right. You're right. It's a neutral site game. You're right. So seven home games. Let me make sure I said that right. Yes, seven home games because the Georgia game is in Atlanta. And how many road games is that diesel? That would make four road games at Florida State, at Wake, at Virginia Tech, and at Pitt. Very interesting. Seven home games. Four road games, one neutral site. So there is the uh, 2024 Clemson schedule. Uh, coming up next, the final hour of the show at 6.30. We will be done because we are going to give it over to the guys for Furman basketball, but we will replay our interview with Pete Yanity on the other side. We call up with Pete uh, to set the scene on the new high school realignment. We'll do so next with Pete Yanity of WSPA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.